Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. Welcome back, Lara. And it's, do you know what? I think this is the second time now you've been on after a good win because you had got, yes. you had had a pattern at the beginning, hadn't you? Where you were there, I think you self-proclaimed the harbinger of doom. Yeah, um, the voice of doom. <laughs> but now the voice of joy. So Exactly. Exactly. How does that feel, mate? It's been a, been a while since we've won. I'd sort of forgotten, forgotten what that feels like. Oh, it's, you know, it was, it was a relief, but it also felt a little bit like the old sliding doors of, do you know what, that is actually how probably three out of the last four of our games could have gone if we'd taken the chances. It was just, that was the difference. Like we we took the chances and then when you let a silly goal in, in, you know, injury time, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, does it? When you've already gone 4-0 up. It Instead was, of trying to cling on to a one 0 lead, <laughs> I, I know. I know this sounds like so spoiled. I, I was sort of annoyed that they they managed to get one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah. was as well. I'm not going to lie. I'm annoyed about that. Do you know? I felt I just felt for Vicario because I was like, he's going to be annoyed about that. It would be really nice for him to get the clean sheet. At least Callum Wilson didn't score, which is exactly kind of yeah. important. And I just because I, I was having some trouble yesterday when I was doing the post match pod, um, because I can remember so. Callum Wilson and Michael Antonio, they did a podcast like last year and they made fun of Richarlison for not scoring. Yeah, and yeah. So you might be able to help me because you were at the game. So Richarlison scored two goals yesterday. Yeah. How many did Callum Wilson get? I'm not, because I'm not 100% on it. Like I said, like I said yesterday, maths isn't my strong point. Yeah, Do you... I, don't think, I don't think he scored any. Did he not? No, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, oh. weird, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, what a turnout. I mean, I wonder if we'll be podcasting about that. Do you, do you think it will be? Doubt, <clears throat> doubtful. No, he'll probably be busier moaning about Vicario pulling faces at him. Oh, yeah, talk, talking about respect. <laughs> talking about yeah. there's ways to win and respect, like laughing about uh, like, laughing about on, getting dodgy penalties and stuff, yeah? Like, I mean... Oh, there's a, there's a severe lack of self-awareness there, isn't there? Isn't there? I mean, look, yeah. the thing is, I, I get it. We, we as fans are tetchy and all that type of thing, but... Him as a player, right? Not only does he have a podcast, the whole MO of is mugging off other professionals, right? Yeah. He's he is one of the biggest shit houses in the Premier League. And that's fine. If he's your player, I'm sure you love him and I'm I think Newcastle fans yeah. do love him, right? But to to I th- he, I think he did embarrass himself a bit yesterday with that, right? Moaning about Vicario pulling the faces yeah, at him. It's just like I don't I, I just think you're focusing on the wrong thing. To be honest, I think I think I think he needs to. He just needs to be looking elsewhere. I think for the problems yesterday, I don't think Vicario sticking his tongue out or whatever was the uh, was their main issue. Maybe he needs to be focusing on the fact he didn't score any goals. Which maybe uh, you know maybe, I, do, yeah. I do have to come back to that. Look, I mean, it was nice, wasn't it? Because this was a, a throwback to the start of the season when you're looking at the game and you're like, I reckon Sonny's man in the match, but. Pretty much everyone on the pitch yeah. is man of the match, right? They were all so good again. Everyone, yeah. like nines and tens across the board. Yeah, I couldn't call it at all. I was sitting next to my cousin, and he was like, "Who, who would you man of the match be?" And I'm like, "Do you know? It's really, it's actually just really hard to pick one." There was, I wouldn't say there was one player that you were like, oh, "They were outstanding." I thought again, everyone across the board was, yeah, they were, they all played really well. It was, yeah, really hard to pick out one player. I think that made the difference or whatever I think it definitely was one of those where it was a collective effort and the whole team kind of raised its game and yeah I I would struggle to pick one player I think out of yesterday I did go with Sonny I think I did and I reckon it's probably just because of the return right I mean he had he had Trippier absolutely on toast didn't he you know yeah and he's not fully fit as well we know he's struck you know he was touch and go wasn't he for the game he's not 
been he's not been a hundred percent fit for the last kind of few weeks. So he's he, again he's not even he's not even at hundred percent fitness. So to do what he did and to be honest for me as well the big moment was to score our first post Kane penalty because um, the second we got that I instantly was like yes we've got a penalty and it's like oh no like you've sort of so used to getting a penalty basically means a goal and now it's back to getting a penalty basically means I don't know 50-50 chance of a goal so I think that's you know that's a lot of pressure on him isn't it to be the first one to step up and take one big boots to fill but yeah we did it so that was that first kind of monkey off your back isn't it I think I think the commentary said it's the first non it's the first non Harry Kane Tottenham penalty since about 2017 and Deli Alley took one yeah and I've got no memory of Deli Alley ever taking a penalty no. so I don't know when that was I mean I've even got a memory of Andrus Townsend taking a penalty do you know what I mean but not yeah. Deli at all so yeah the only one I remember is the Eric Lamella one against I can't remember who it was against I don't think it was Man U he was on for a hat trick and he, there was a big kerfuffle about who was going to take it and he insisted on taking it and then obviously missed it <laughs> and uh, then they went down the other, so other end and scored and my, my uncle yeah. was furious and, said, and that is all Eric Lamella's fault <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... yeah that's the only non-cane pen I remember but yeah I think you know Son did the business so there we go we've got a new penalty taker I did love Eric Lamella for that chaos. Do you know what I mean? I know yeah. that's a side point, but that that's just so reflective of him and his time in the club, isn't it? It's just it pure really is, chaos, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love him. Loved him. Um, Sorry, I mean, he was he was it, it, like you say for somebody that is carrying an injury, and I think you know we saw the pictures of him after uh, West Ham, or at least when he came off the pitch for West Ham, and you know he's got people fussing around him, and he's you know clearly in agony with his ankle or his foot. I'm not sure mm. what it is. Whether we're giving him injections or something or other, um, to put in that type of performance that he did with that much effort, that much mm. intensity, I mean, he really he just he is our captain now, isn't he? And he's really 100%. living up to it. Like, you got to love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll admit I had sort of reservations. Wait, you know, before Son was announced as captain, people say, "Well, Son has to be a captain." You sort of thought really uh, but he's absolutely risen to it um and yeah you you can see he he takes it very seriously he's just he's just a very committed player i think he's one of those that he he will always try you know 110 percent. and yeah i think i think he's been a fantastic captain and yeah wouldn't wouldn't want anyone else to be now i think you know he leads by example doesn't he in that aspect so i guess it's when he goes, when oh, he goes let's, to the, yeah, Asia, the Asia Cup, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, mm. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, I, I, th we, I think we've got a two-week break. The Premier League's got a two-week break in between. Yeah. It. Um, we might have Burnley in the middle of that, but, you know, yeah, you would hope we've got enough to get one over them. I think they'll probably throw that one, but... I mean, it was encouraging to see Richarlison get a couple of goals yesterday. We've got to say that. Going into yes. a, a period yeah, yeah. without Sonny. Um, yeah. But it's, just, it's, just a, it's just annoying, isn't it, at the moment, getting to this point again where we're like, we, when we've got this piece back, that piece is going. And yeah, I know that's it's the continuity, top, isn't it? But it's, I mean, this season, it feels so, it feels so stop-start with the, you know, you look at the, the teams we've played, we've barely managed to field the same team twice, it feels like, you know, it's constant kind of moving parts in there, isn't it? And, you know, it does, it definitely, it does feel like, I said it at the time, that bloody Chelsea game, I don't want to focus on it because I hate thinking about it, but it, it was effectively like, I, I don't know if people listening, if you've ever played Mario Kart, um, we got blue shelled in that game. That's what it felt like. It was like literally watching that game. It's like that moment in Mario Kart when you're, you're first, you're just about to finish the line, and then the blue shell comes. Then someone goes past you with a star and whacks you out the way. Then someone gets you with a green shell, and then you finish fifteenth. And, and it was like, I just, edge. yeah, <laughs> it was one of those moments. I was like, oh, oh no, it's just all like, you know, and it does. It feels a bit like that. The moment so we've got Benton Core back, then he's out. Then, you know, just starting to get our flow again. And then obviously Saar's going to go and Son's going to go. And Basuma, I think, is the other one, is it? We'll be going to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, a little bit, little bit annoying. And that's that's where I think, you know, we still see we just don't we just don't have the squad depth yet. It's like if you can keep that first kind of 11 
fit, we're good. But the second that we start picking up injuries, we're, we're struggling. We're trying to put square pegs in round holes. And, you know, we just, we're just not quite there yet. Are we with that person? Which is, you know, it, it is what it is. It's one of those, I know people are getting frustrated about it, but, you know, unfortunately we're still feeling the effects of that kind of last four, five years of crap squad management, really. We've, mm. we've still have got a mishmash there of, you know, up to what, five different managers, players probably at the moment. I would say and so, yeah, when it take, seemed to be a, yeah. our MO was buying who was available, you know. Yeah. It vaguely fits into an idea of what, the type of player that we need. Um, yeah, but it's going to take a while to sort that out. It just is. It is, so. and the signs are encouraging, right? The signs yeah. are encouraging that we're doing it the right way. You look at somebody like Vicario, who we've spoken about already, who's just phenomenal. He's an unbelievable oh. goalkeeper. 15, Unreal. 16 mil, whatever it was that we paid for him. It just seems like Mad, an absolute it? <laughs> steal. An absolute steal. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, um, he's incredible. Another player who has looked really good, and it's funny because I think it's it's an interesting point to make here, is Pedro Porro. Because I, mm. I, I think he kind of polarised people at first. It felt very much like a, he is a player that can do a very specific thing in an Antonio Conte system, which is mm. receive the ball out wide, run it up the pitch and whip one in. Kind of, and I, I, there were a lot of parallels made to him and Aaron Lennon um, yeah. when we first signed him. He looked defensively a bit suspect. Um, and I think his one-on-ones weren't that great, but he's still, you know, he had a decent amount of physicality and a good delivery on him. Mm. I would say, and I imagine part of it is just settling in, settling into a new country, culture, club. Um, takes its time. But regardless of that, like I think Pedro Porro personally has gone up levels. I think his his game has gone to a place that I will fully hold my hands up and say I didn't see him becoming as well-rounded a footballer as he has been this season. I mean, yesterday, again, he was absolutely unbelievable for us i think defensively he looks amazing now he his link up with sort of the players around him he isn't just this kind of player who picks up a ball and runs with it right like he's involved in the play he's involved in passing and moving the ball about starting moves creating play from deep creating attacks and then obviously getting himself into those danger positions and having the most unbelievable delivery i mean he seems worth every single penny we spent on him right now, doesn't he? Yeah, I, mean, I can't actually remember how much we paid for him. Quite a lot, um, 50, 60, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think again with him, it's one of those where he was very much brought in, like you say, to play a specific role in a specific team. And I think everybody was worried about, like, oh, have we just wasted that money now and basically got a player in that is, is not going to work in our new system at all? But he seems to have just kind of gone, well, okay. Like, you want me to do something different? I'll, I'll do it. Um, and he has. And, yeah, I, I mean, him, I think both the fullbacks this year have been brilliant so far. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, you're, you're seeing his, the involvement in goals, the, like you say, the pace on him, the kind of linen things, um, linen things that he does. Great, great analysis there from me. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for my tactical astuteness. Um, but no, I, I think he, you know, he—he's another one who has just got his nose down and worked, and been very open to try trying a different way of playing. And yeah, it, it's the point now where I, I would—I wouldn't want to replace him. I think it comes back down to that, you know, what have we got if he's not available? Um, but yeah, where where I think you know Emerson Royal was very much kind of had made that right back position his. I'd I'd rather have Poro there now. So he's yeah he's he's played his way into the team absolutely, and I think made himself one of those players that you can't drop. I mean, he loves it as well, doesn't he, Poro? He's always yeah. kind of oh, like yeah. tugging on the badge and getting the crowd going, all that type of thing. Like he's yeah. absolutely so up for it. Yeah, like fuming when we give away a chance, and like yeah, he's got got the uh, got the fire in him, hasn't he? Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable news that his partner of sorts across the other side of the pitch, Destiny, a doggy, has apparently signed a new long-term contract at the club because similarly to 
Pedro Porro, he just seems to have the absolute lot, doesn't he? Abs- and for yeah. a player that young in his first season in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, if he improves from here, we are onto something serious because the two of them, again, look, I mean, the, the, the point I want to speculate on is it's taken a lot of time to get here, a lot mm. of different players to come through, but it feels like we finally now have our successors to Rose and Walker, doesn't it? We've suddenly got yeah. that balance those yes. two terrifying yeah. wing players that can really get at the opponents, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And we've been missing that so badly for so long. Um, I mean, I was absolutely, I was furious when we sold Carl Walker yeah. to Man City. I mean, I know, again, is what it is. If he wanted to go, Poch obviously got the arse with him for going in and asking to leave in the middle of a title running or whatever. But to me, I just thought that was just a poor move it was like you know though that season when we were so great that our fullbacks they were like our secret weapon they were like the thing we had that no one else had and then we just took one of them and just gave them to one of our rivals who really needed that <laughs> so it's like no and well, just as he was peaking as well right like yeah yeah i mean it's hot it is hard you know when it's man city and the money and all of that you know you're always going to struggle when when that kind of comes knocking people are going to be tempted um but i mean we haven't we've just been we've been scraping around trying to replace those two ever ever since uh, and not really got anywhere near but you're absolutely right that's how that's how it feels now you've got that kind of dynamic back you know fullback duo again going and just the difference it makes to the way you can play is massive it's exciting isn't it as well yeah. so being 20 21 years old signing exactly. a long-term contract for because i think from the quality he's shown already this is a lad that you know in maybe in in years gone by would have said no actually I'm not going to sign I'm going to wait for Man City or whoever to come and get me the fact that he is bought into what's happening at Spurs right now Mm. because we see some of these social posts don't we from Cuti Romero and the like talking about the family talking about the the team spirit that's being built there and we can see it with our own eyes as well the spirit Mm. that's being built there but these kind of things are a like a, a tangible proof to that, aren't they? That that you yeah. do have one of the most exciting players in the league right now, probably in Europe, you would have to say, um, yeah. signing away his life to Tottenham. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> Destiny, <laughs> lad? What are you doing? Like, haven't you read the script? Oh, dear. But yeah, but he's another one who was bought, bought in to play in a Conte system, wasn't he? So you've got two players there who, you know, actually this, is, this isn't what they signed up for. Um, but they're here for it, and let's be honest, what they've what they've actually got now is way better than what they signed up for. So they're probably uh, probably quite happy with that. But like I say, if he, you know he's willing to then re-sign that deal and commit, it's all positive signs. I think it's that, like you say, you see the social media posts coming out. That's a culture that Ange is building around the club, and the fact you've got these sort of young, exciting players who could probably have their pick of clubs. You know, if they were to go, you know, I'm not going to sign the deal, I'm going to keep my options open. Let's be honest, Destiny's going to have some good options out there. Um, if they're willing to commit, then that's, that's that's only a good sign, isn't it? I just think I just think it's really exciting at the moment. I know it's been a frustrating few weeks, but I've sort of taken, I'm still taking way more positives than I am negatives from from all of it. Yeah, and I, I think that's. What it has served as is, is is a reminder, I think, for for all of us, that we are, and and just said this himself, right, that we are at the start of something, and as much as that start was almost like you know lighting a fuse and it exploding for the first few weeks of the season when we're yeah. suddenly like, oh my god, how has he turned this around so quickly? We have had a bit of a bump back down to earth, but I mean, somebody, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted to me saying that even when it's not been great the past few weeks we've not really been played off the park by anybody no no that's what that's that's what I mean about that kind of sliding doors thing where you think other than I don't don't think we were I think probably our poorest games were probably West Ham and Wolves Mm. but even then I'd still rather have watched either of those two games than probably any of our games last season. Big time. And it's where, you know, I know there's still people calling for, you know, Ange to be more pragmatic and that kind of thing and, you know, sit back a bit more. And it's like, yeah, but we've, you know, we did, we've seen that. We've we've seen that movie before, haven't we? Yeah. For the last Quite however many times. years. Too many the same times. players, it ends the same way, except you're bored shitless throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Whereas at least with this, it's exciting to watch. Like, 
<laughs> so it's you know it's it's definitely been a lot a hell of a lot better to watch um and the mad thing is if you look at the if you look at the table and you look at the teams that are above us well we could have beaten any one of those teams mm. i mean arsenal away draw was probably a fair result in the end but we you know again we could have nicked that liverpool obviously we beat them um villa i'm sorry we should have won that game i know that i know we lost but if you watch that game it's just yeah i mean that that was your classic you know silly mistakes at the back we were we felt in that game i think very much where we were missing people and we just weren't clinical enough but again it's another one of those we could have been four nil up at half time and you know completely different game man obviously man city you know that all, all these teams that are sitting above us at the moment, you on our day, we could beat any one of them. So, Do you know who what, knows? Like, uh, we're still in touching distance of the top places, right? Nobody's really pulling away yet. Uh-uh. If we manage to stay around here, we start getting more and more of our good players back. I still, I, honestly, I still don't think we're fully out of it this season. No, I don't, I don't think so. I've got no idea where we're going to finish. It could be anywhere between... Yeah winning the league and like 11th <laughs> I don't know if I, I mean I'd be surprised to see us finish outside the top six um again depending on whether we get blue shelled again but I think I think where as the season goes on as well that's maybe where we might feel the benefit of not being in Europe this season yeah. uh, but again it, it just depends massively massively on our luck with injuries and whether the club decides to actually do something in January or not Honestly, I do. No. I think we're already starting to see the first signs of benefiting from no Europe at the moment. In so much yeah. as, I think City in our three-three, I think they started to look quite tired actually toward the end mm. of that game, and we we yeah. managed to capitalise on that. Um, so it's going to be mad. Yeah, it, 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 and as much as I say, like I don't think we're fully out of it. I don't like. I don't even count out Aston Villa maybe surprising everybody. No. I don't think they no. will. But what I'm saying is, you know, I think. Having lived through the through the Leicester win, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. Really count anything out. I don't know. Right? They're flying at the moment, so you know. And like I say, we, I still think we played better than them when we played them. But no, end of the day, we lost. So and, <laughs> they obviously did something right. <laughs> and importantly, though, they they got one over Arsenal this weekend as well, which was very nice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah which is always always just the cherry on top, isn't it? If we win and uh, and they've dropped points, just to just to not not have to look at the table and see they're at the top of it is. Yeah, it's Liverpool, but it's not Arsenal, so I'll take that. Celebrated with your Unai Emre <laughs> yeah. meets the office uh, video about that. Yeah. Which, yeah. Was, uh, which was good. And like I was saying to you beforehand, the, the triggered Arsenal fan that was like, oh, well, you lost to them as well. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, mate. All right. Still Maybe funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Unlucky. Um, yeah. Ben Davis. Now yeah. he's he's been a I would say I think it's fair to say a much maligned member of our side. Um, yeah, has that ever been fair? Do you think before we talk about his performance yesterday, do do you think that's been fair? Because to me, Ben Davies, I know he's not the flashiest. I know he's not he's not mm. Van der Ven. Van der Ven has come in and been you know unbelievable. Has shown that we can play a completely different way of football. But I think Ben Davies has always, and I've always said that on here, has mm. always been a solid enough player. And I, d- I can't ever really recall him making a massive mistake at any point for us. No, I mean, I I think so. He's just one of those where, bless him, he kind of just kind of just sits there plodding along, doesn't he? He's yeah. like, I think he's one of those where he's not, you don't want to be starting him every game, but he's a bloody decent squad player. Like, you could do 100%. a lot worse than have him as one of your four options, say. Um, I think with... I think Ben Davis is a weird one because originally he was brought in to replace Danny Rose, wasn't he? And this was like before Danny Rose got good. He was like the new left back kind of solution. And then obviously Rose went nuclear and just completely like took off and, and you know, Ben Davis kind of left in the dust. But I think he's, he's always played best, hasn't he? As the kind of left centre back almost in a back three Whatever, I think he's always kind of been better there than on as a as a fullback. So, I think as long as we're using him as a centre back, and again, it's not he, he's not the first name on the team sheet. 
Yeah, I just, I just, I, 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 it's hard to find anything to hate about Ben Davis, really. Like he's, like you say, he's just fairly solid, inoffensive. You know, you can see where his shortcomings are sometimes. You know, he is not Van der Ven. Uh, we, we know that, but you know, it, like you say, he's, he's not there committing howlers all the time and that kind of thing. I think we need. I think we still desperately need another centre back. Oh yeah, yeah. We absolutely. We need some. 100%. We need. We need basically Van der Ven's understudy, don't we? Um, but yeah, I don't have. I don't have a huge issue with Davis kind of being the fourth option. And I think you know he's done. He's done a good job over the past few weeks. Can't really. Can't really complain too much about him. I think it's, he loves you know, the club. You know, uh, yeah. he seems to give it his all every single time he plays for us. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a good professional, I think. And like I say, you never really hear anything from him. He's quite—he's probably one of the more quiet ones, isn't he? But he's just sort of always there and comes in and kind of does a job when asked. And yeah, I mean, well, it was one of those. It wasn't quite as clear um, in real time, but obviously the replay showed how crucial his sort of tackle yes. interception yeah, yeah. on the line was to stop Isak getting that probably a certain goal yesterday. Um, yeah. It was it was absolutely brilliant, a brilliant piece of defending from him, and yeah, I think it's just I think this is part of the problem sometimes, isn't it? That people will say, I mean, Skip's another one where people will always say, uh, he's you know he's not as good as Bentancur. Like, well, yeah, but that he's not he's not starting ahead of Bentancur, is he? That's, no. that's not the problem. That's not what we're using him for. He's no. sitting on the bench, and he's providing an option which is. Decent enough option. I don't, I don't think Oliver Skip is a bad player at all. He no. might not be the flashiest. He might not be the most exciting, but he's still a homegrown player that, again, gives a lot to the club. It gives a lot to each performance when he comes onto the pitch. And every team, every team needs players like this. You, you cannot have a whole squad of yeah. Ben Tankers and Madisons, right? I mean, no, that wouldn't work, would it? Who plays in goal? But, um, <laughs> No, but it does get to a point, though, isn't it? Where it's kind of squad management, and at the moment, you know, we haven't got the games to be, um, you know, giving everybody a game. If we had got that kind of full, str- everyone at full strength, you know, actually, who do you put? We're, that's that's in a way, that's the sort of situation we're getting into now, isn't it? It's when everyone comes back and everyone's fit, who actually starts? Well, no <laughs> more so in midfield. Like midfield is a big yeah. one because when we can move on to Pape Matasar, who I think was just astonishing yesterday and one of those kind of players who came in yesterday and you suddenly like it felt like everyone had this collective awakening as in like oh yeah that's yeah that's we've who, missed him. that's who Sar is and that's what we've missed from him actually and we've probably taken that for granted a bit um yeah because now you're like well what when Benton curves back when Madison's because Decky playing through the middle is so good um yeah Saar playing there because you'd think on paper, well, Madison starts up in the, the number 10. I mean, people are calling it an advanced eight. It's a number 10. Come on. Yeah. Like, stop, yeah. just, stop overcomplicating it. Number 10 position there. Um, and Bentenko, you would imagine on paper, starts ahead of Saar. But now I'm like, Saar's uh. legs there. And can I can I ask you yesterday, because they came off at the same time, Was it was Saar getting the standing ovation, right, in the stadium? Or was it Richarlison for his two goals? I think it. I think it was both of them, to be honest. No, it I has to I be. It has to be one or the other. Has to be no, one or no, the other. No, no. I don't. I don't know. It, I think it was probably Richie. In fairness. Well, you smug me off now on my own podcast. Don't Sorry. Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a, I mean, they were both, like I say, excellent. But I think it, you know, with Richie, it's that whole. Thing. We've all know yeah. it's been. It's been Soldado Mark too, and suddenly <laughs> he's turned up and got these two goals, and you can see. You can see what you can see this has all been bothering him you know it's obvious and I think I think they're yeah I mean they were obviously you know, playing his song at the end of the game weren't they you know people were, were singing like the Richarlison chant I think yeah, I think it was I think it was very much for both of them but probably probably just edged it with Richie I think people probably would show him a little bit of love after what has been not an easy start with us hasn't it he, I, I still don't know if I think it's the turning point or not, but we'll see. He he looked a bit like a like you say to to touch on his you know troubles at the moment. He mm. looked like a bit of a, a a rabbit in headlights in a way when he did score the goals. It looked like he didn't really even know he'd forgotten how to celebrate or to you know how to really revel in the moment of being a goal yeah. scorer. He just did the proper you know like 
hard man face, didn't he? Yeah. Just stand and, and just stare at the crowd. Like, yeah, I've scored. <laughs> but I think it's, it has, it's been really tough for him. Um, I don't, I, bloody brilliant to, see, brilliant, brilliant to see him actually get a couple of goals. And with his feet as well, because I think what I'm saying is he's only scored with his head before, isn't he, for us? Um, his second but, was especially good. Like yeah. touch and finish was really, really yeah. nice. And you don't know how much it's 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 really hard with Richarlison. I don't know how much of that is that you know actually clearly he's obviously had this operation recently on I can't remember what it was for, um, but maybe you know maybe there he is something it that's his, been... his pubis. Um... Yes. So like I don't know some kind of pelvic or hip operation or something like that. I don't know. But if that had, you know, if that had been bothering him, maybe he hasn't been fully fit. And in fairness, most of the time when he's played, we've played him out wide, which is mm. not it's not what he is, you know. You you see it, he's he's an out and out striker. That's what he's there to do is to play up front and try and nick goals basically. Um and I don't know, it felt like yesterday was one of the first times he's really had the opportunity to kind of play in that role and not being asked to kind of do other things. And you could see the gap when he went off. Like, you know, that last, those last few attacks we had where you sort of think, oh, if there was someone just in that, yeah. there's like a space left where he'd been. You think we, do, we do need that. We do still, we do still need a striker. Um, but yeah, it was really, really good to see him get a couple yesterday. Cause I think, I think, you know, he needed it. We needed it. But now it's very much a case of, let's see if he can keep doing it or, I think if he doesn't, then for me, that probably is the, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Where do you, because this is interesting, right? Where do you stand with him, like with Richarlison? Because I, I, I would love it to work out. Yeah. Although I just, and he don't, I don't like, I don't want it to be seen as like being negative off the back of him mm -hmm. putting in a very good performance. Equally, I don't want to be knee jerk and say, well, you know, actually all of these kind of misgivings we have about him are totally false because of one performance. Mm. Um, I'm still, I don't know how convinced I am yet that he's good enough. No, I'm, I'm with you though. Um, I mean, I know sort of beginning of the season, I was very much like, we need to give him time. You know, mm. Kane's only just gone. We haven't, you know, he hasn't really had a chance. He's had more chances. Um, and I don't know. It just, it just hasn't felt. It, it has had real, real echoes of all those, you know, like failed strikers that we've signed before, where you just realise this is just not going to happen. Um, and I, pr I think I, I pretty much kind of reached that point with him, and then he first turned up and scored two goals. <laughs> He's pulled me back in again. Um, but I do think we got. I think regardless, we need another striker. You know, even if, even I think if Richarlison does come good. I don't think he's the answer on his own. You know, he's just, you know, essentially, you know, we saw Harry Kane and we haven't, we haven't replaced those goals. And we're seeing that now. I think that's where we've seen the last few games in the, what's cost us is actually not taking our chances and not being clinical. And it's like, well, I don't know. If only, if only we'd had the world's greatest striker. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I can't do it to myself. I can't do that. Hard. No, yeah. no. But we create so many opportunities. I know yeah. it's one of those. Uh, it's, again, it's the, the you know, sliding doors. It's well, it's a 
beyond this season equivalent of the kind of stop start missing jigsaw piece bit in it um mm. so i mean again it's it, kane is a you know he's a unicorn isn't he you don't you don't go out and just buy another one but richarlison on his own is never going to be the answer it's got to be richarlison and a n other i don't know who i would have liked to have seen donnelly get i thought when we brought on hill it would have been nice to have brought on donnelly then yeah um because we were cruising at that point, and it, I mean, it's still good to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm still grateful that the lad got a a home debut, but it might have been nice to see him actually have a sizable a chunk of time to maybe even get a goal. You know? Yeah, agreed. That would be good. And to be fair, I have to I have to say I'm I am firmly in the, firmly in the camp of Brian Hill is just not the answer to anything. So I'm not. I'm just not really a fan. I don't. I just don't see it happening for him. And I think it's a bit of a I just think it's a bit of a waste. Like you say, you know, again, if we're chasing the game or whatever, but, you know, we were comfortably winning at that point. And I would rather give that time to someone like Donnelly to see what he can do and give him a bit of development time than just watch Brian Hill turn backwards and fall over again. Like, just no, no. Sorry, it's, Brian. It's I'm sure him. he'll be very good in, like, Spain or somewhere like that. I just don't, I just don't think he's physical enough for the Premier League. I was, like so fully on the no give him a chance i'm really excited to see what he can do under yeah, me too. sort of hype train and i'm not fully off it with him i'm not but there is a little bit of that kind of oh that's sort of sinking in a little bit right now where, mm. well i don't think he's been bad no i just don't think he's been good no that's my I think he's been quite ineffective like yeah. he looks he can do like a nice run and it's, it's like the end product's kind of always missing or he gets muscled off the ball. And like, like I say, he doesn't do anything terrible, but he just doesn't really do anything great either. It's kind of just there making up the numbers, it feels like. And yeah, so I, would, I, would, I would rather see some of that time maybe given to some of our youngsters that, that need the development time. But at the same time, I suppose you've got to put them in the shop window a bit if we want to... Um, if we want to sell it, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Ange decides on Brian Hill. But yeah, I'm definitely in the no camp at the moment. Do you like seeing Decky in the in the number ten? Because I, I thought again, it was a, a really really good performance from him. Um, yeah, and he loves it as well, doesn't he? He, he says does. himself, like when he's played there, he said, "I feel like the I feel like the real me," um, which does sort of create a problem when Madison comes back, doesn't it? But I wonder if Madison can play off. The left or something. If you have medicine up on the left, yeah, Johnson up on the right, um, because those positions they do interchange in a way, don't they, to a degree? Like under Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, that's one thing I would say about Ange's Ange's system. I mean, I'm, I would never sit up for us to be very um, that up to speed on the tactics side of things. It's, pro- it's probably not my strong point, but. When you watch these anti teams, like you say, it's so fluid. It's like you're just watching, and you're like, "Hang on, why is he there?" Like they, it's they really just seem to kind of flow, don't they? And well, interchange like the wherever. in the box all the time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The number of times looking in our, in our box, why, why is why is Ben Davies there? <laughs> and it's just yeah, it just seems to work. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think um, I think Kalu's been brilliant last. Last few games, I'm a bit, I'm a big Dejan Kulusevski fan. I have to say, he's one of my, he's definitely one of my favourites. And yeah, I think if it, 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 he does, he does seem to enjoy playing in that position more. And I think actually yesterday you really saw where where we had Son. I mean, I think Son's done a great job up top, but when you then had Richarlison in his natural position up front. You had obviously Johnson out wide, you had Son out wide, and then you had Decky through the middle. It just, I don't know, just seemed to work better. And we took the chances. Again, who knows if that's down to the positions they were in or they just, you know, they were just a bit more clinical yesterday. But maybe having those players in those positions does make a little bit of a difference there. I don't know. It, it felt more balanced. Like Basuma yeah. and Saar work so well together. I mean, Basuma, it looked like, being alongside Sar again was getting the best out of him. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think yeah. they benefit from having Romero back as well. In fairness, yeah, it's uh, just that little bit more confidence, isn't it, of what's behind you? 
and Romero's so front-footed as well, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he he helps to build the attack from defence almost, which is kind of rare, I guess. Maybe not so much in the in the modern game, if you like. But yeah, I think it's probably the first time I've seen it at Spurs since somebody like Jan Vertonghen, who used to mm. revel in doing that. And people would often say, you know, it's a bit shaky that that Vertonghen lad does that, how he carries the ball out of defence. You know, that was almost seen as like a bit yeah. of a weakness. Oh, I used Jan. to love it when Jan went, went on one of his runs. He'd just be like, oh, he's off. <laughs> Have you seen the somebody managed to masquerade quite nicely as Jan Vertonghen this weekend on Twitter? And no, I've it. missed this. They did a trick, because I don't know if you saw after the after our game against West Ham, Mesut Ozil took it upon oh, himself God. to tweet Bottle Job FC are back. Um, so weird. Like, what are you doing? I just... know, simping for them. <laughs> But uh, somebody then after, obviously after Arsenal lost to Villa, somebody managed to dress up their account to make it look like it was Jan Vertonghen saying, bottle job FC are back. And I fell for it, for my sins. Oh. I did, I know. <laughs> so is it such a such an annoying moment when you've, you've done you it, realize, it and you've yeah. said, ha ha, and then I, then I see, oh, I'm responding to Jay Vertonghen 0246. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Like, you know what I mean? I've been mad. I've yeah. been absolutely had. I am, I am Midar on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Signing up for yeah. dodgy PPE or whatever. I, I don't know. That's Elon and his bloody blue ticks, isn't it? It's yeah. made it really hard now to know who's legit and who's not. Just yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy to get one now. You just think, oh, you see the blue tick, you think that's them. No, no, just some random. But no, I didn't. I I missed that. But yeah, I mean, it's all what weirdo. <laughs> just. Have you not got anything better to do? I just think oh, no. it's a bit, it's just a little bit weird. Like, yeah, he's a strange one. I think it's, a, it's like a weird little crew, isn't there? Of like him, Chesney, and who's the other one? I can't even remember. There's one of the one, another one of their that kind of generation of their players that just seem to have a real thing for tweeting weird things about Tottenham. It's like, is that the What's only way name? you can get you know... your? Your plays team at, to remember you because like what's his name that plays at Bayern now because he scored a few didn't he against us at Bayern and he did in North London is red um yeah what's his uh, Gnabry yes that was it yeah him him and obviously old Jack Wilshire there's just there's just this like weird sad little crew of them that you just imagine them having like a private WhatsApp chat called like we hate Tottenham where they <laughs> no, like share we, their little eight. like it we hate Tottenham yeah <laughs> probably share their little memes that oh, I'm going to tweet this year I'm going to like it just uh, yeah sad really isn't it but little slugs for a, <laughs> for a team that's always talking about us being in their shadow and all this sort of thing we live absolutely rent free in their heads man. we really do they cannot they cannot stop themselves from going on I don't know if you see it now but after pretty much any game now they're like oh FA is this not a foul for Tottenham and you're like so just let's just put this straight, lads. All right, so we're this bottle job loser club that never gets anything, but simultaneously there is a league-wide and media-wide conspiracy to see that Tottenham are a success. I don't yeah. think that's working very well, lads. No, no, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if it's conspiracy, it's the shittest conspiracy ever. Because like, uh, literally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is it is that is definitely the. Um... It would be Spursy actually, in a way, wouldn't it? If there was a conspiracy, <laughs> and we just we just keep failing at it. I don't know, but bottle yeah, it's like, bottled the conspiracy. <laughs> we have bottled the conspiracy. War a conspiracy. <laughs> oh dear, no, it does make me laugh. Oh, Spurs are the media darlings, and you know, yeah, so there's different. There's some. There's something about us. I don't know what it is for a club that does very little in the way of actually like winning stuff. You know, in the in the modern modern era, anyway. Um, we definitely see, definitely seem to really bother people a lot. It's like if we're if we're that rubbish, why are you all so bothered? I don't know. Yeah, I love I mean, it though. On that, actually, on the media darlings point, like there's there's a big, big, big talk about Romero after the game, his foul on Callum Wilson, which I do probably think on another day is a red. It's an orange card. It's pretty reckless. Um, mm. I, <laughs> Where do you sort of stand on him? Because I'm, I don't know. I, I yo-yo a lot on. I, look, there's no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt in my mind as to his quality. He's an mm. absolutely unbelievable player. 
his reliability I'm starting to bring into question that's the thing because he could yeah. have been off yesterday in what I think the early part of the second half and the game yeah. probably look goes very differently if he is off again right exactly yeah I did, it did yeah it does concern me a bit because you sort of think oh, it's one thing doing it in the Chelsea game where it's a derby and everyone's riled up and you know but we're 3-0 up at this point like just don't just don't do that mm. just can you not um especially at the moment like he know, he's seen what his sending off against Chelsea has done to that t- you know he has sat and watched the effect of that basically unravel for the last four or five games and the points that we have lost you know I, I still think that is the real sliding doors moment to be fair for this season I think Romero doesn't get sent off that entire game goes very differently you know maybe van der Ven doesn't get injured because he's not having to stretch himself to cover for the fact Romero is not there you know a doggy maybe doesn't really has to go in and make that sec- silly second tackle and get sent off you know who knows um but, you know, you kind of hope he would have sat and kind of thought, shit, I'm a little bit responsible for this. Maybe I need to rein it in a bit. And then he's kind of come back and done that. And not even at a moment again where it's like, you know, it's nil-nil and we're trying to win the game in the last minute. You think, just, you just didn't, you really, really didn't need to do that yesterday. Mm. Um, he, he's got to get that in check. I don't think you could, like you say, you can't take the fire, you can't always take the fire out of someone that is part of, you know, who he is and the type of player that he is. You know, there's always been players like that, even, you know, really good ones. You look back at back in the day, you know, the Roy Keynes and people like, you know, Vieira, players that were very, very good, but, you know, just did have always had a potential red card in them. But, it's, yeah, I think he's just got to get handling some of those moments. Just think, it's, it's, you know what, Christian, sometimes it's just not worth it. <laughs> like, this is not a hill you need to die on today. It just um, isn't. Though, just see the bigger picture, yeah, and and not at the moment when we are so 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 reliant on him because we lose him for three games and we are screwed again, aren't we? So, you know, he's he just needs. I don't know how you tackle it, and you know, you don't know what Andrew's saying to him, obviously off the pitch, or whether that is being picked up on, and you know, he's talking to him about it, or if he's of the mind of you know is who he is, and and we just have to roll with it. But yeah, that for me, I mean, he's still that he's. A, He's still a brilliant player. Definitely haven't been the side, but I just, there is a little. I just wish he could just tone that bit down just a little bit, like not get rid of it, just be a bit smarter. Because sometimes it is actually it's just stupid. Because there's got to be a middle ground, right? Because people like yeah. Because I, I get the point um, that you you know that you mentioned that people say oh you can't take the fire out of him, but there is a middle ground, isn't there? There has to be, right? He's he's a vice captain. Yeah. Now. And it, yeah. did, it felt like the start of the season, he had worked that out of his system. Yeah. And, and now he just seems to have regressed again, in, in this respect, at least. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It is a tough one. It's one of those where you just don't know whether he's always just going to be that way and, the, you know, he'll never change. Or if you can train, train it out of him a little bit. I mean, it'd be great if we could. But I suppose, again, you know, if we had Van der Ven here and back... You can cope more, I suppose, with Romero not being there. But at the moment, it very much is like if he's gone, we are we're back in trouble again. So I've, I've just got, need him to yeah. remember that. I've got to say, Gary Neville's such a pious prick on the matter, though, because I, I, I'm old enough to remember Gary Neville. He was a nasty little fucker of a player <laughs> as well, man. Like he he was he was he was rough tackling Gary Neville as well. Yeah. So. I don't know why he gets such a bee in his bonnet with Romero. He loves it with all his oohs and everything, doesn't he? It's just a little bandwagon he's got himself on, isn't it? Where, yeah, it's like the focus of Romero club. But you're right, that that team he played in were not the not the cleanest of teams always, were they? Like They knew how to put a dirty tackle in. Roy Keane that everybody lionises in the media nowadays. He did purposely went out and injured a fellow professional and admitted yeah. to it and everyone's still like way Roy Keane we love him exactly. Which... Skulls used to do it as well sometimes he's think that whole that yeah he's just you know, like Gary Neville's just yeah I don't know it's a funny one it's a bit like uh, old Sooners and Pogba isn't it you know you just get pundits that get like a pet 
person they want to pick on all the time. What about Paul Pogba? Yeah. Every time, every every single game, he's not playing, Graham. He's serving yeah. a band. Uh, he's in Italy now. What are you going on about, mate? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But Gary Neville definitely seems to have picked um, pick Romero, doesn't he? As uh, someone he likes to keep tabs on. It's a weird one. Again, I don't I don't know why. But I mean, you can't you can't argue with some of it. Like that, you know, having seen that tackle yesterday, obviously I was in the stadium, so didn't really see it so well at the time. But seeing it on match of the day, I was like, oh, that was yeah. He could, he could have gone for that. He definitely could have gone for that. So, I am quite surprised that he didn't. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that conspiracy, isn't it? It's uh, it's come back to help us actually. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe Lacazette oh four two one on Twitter is, is right. onto something. Yeah, he was right. right. Do you know what? Actually, it was really refreshing yesterday how little VAR there was in the game. There was that one check right at the end when they scored their goal. But other than it, and that it was only when they did that I realised, oh, there's been no VAR in this game, and it's been great. <laughs> I know, like Richarlison's first goal because it was so um, scrappy, I guess, or because the box was so noisy. I was like, I can't, I can't celebrate this. I just can't, you know. Yeah, you're always waiting, there, aren't you? Just like, mm. you're like, I'm always waiting. For I mean, the- it's, it's not even, it's yeah. not even a conscious thing. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to celebrate no. that. I just, you don't feel that spark because you're like, well, let's wait and see. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's been trained out of us, isn't it? Yeah, Which is it's not, shite. It's shite. It's crap. Just bin it off. Just bin it off. Everyone, it's just... everyone agrees it's crap. So why are we continuing with it? So like someone somewhere's gone. No, we're doing this now. So, oh no! We've, literally, I, I, you would struggle to find anybody who thinks that it's benefiting the game. So can't we just put? Can't we just get rid of it? But Point probably Dexter's. not in the middle of the season. Point yeah, Dexter's, That's what it is. Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, you, you touched on. Squad depth earlier, Lara. Like, mm. It is worth remembering how difficult this this sort of period has been. Obviously, we've we've got a win. Hopefully, we can build on that. Fixtures. You don't want to take anything for granted, but they look favourable in the coming weeks. Should we say? Is that is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, um, I think so. But we need. I mean, we absolutely need bodies in January, don't we? Um, yeah, we do. What are your what are your sort of how many how many do you think we need? And I, look for me, I mean, I'm not saying we need to spend. People are often quick to be like, we need to spend two hundred million, and we need to get. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. really care. Vicario has shown, no. Doggy has shown what you can get if you shop in the right places. Right? It's not yeah. about the amount of money we spend, but we do need bodies, don't we? Yeah, for me, it comes back to the old. The old boring bandwagon. It's not. It's not about the money. It's about the decisiveness, and. That's such a good point, though. It's yeah. It's that you know being willing to go and find the right. Do you know what? It's it's a real positive now that we have actually started to put a footballing structure in place. So obviously, old Super Scotty Man has arrived finally, um, and they've obviously been doing stuff behind the scenes to kind of get that structure into place it just hasn't been there don't know obviously don't know where we are with that but you would like to think that having a bit more manpower behind that you know can help us get get a bit more on the front foot with identifying players and identifying the right ones and hopefully um Don Paratici is still there you know masquerading as badly as ever as somebody who's not working for the club it's so dodgy (laughs) we're so gonna get in trouble I know, me and my dad were saying this on the walk to the ground yesterday, so we're going to get done for this at some point, aren't we? Um, But I I, I don't know. I think, again, for me, it's one of those where if if we are going to do stuff in January, we need to do it early because we are going to be without the likes of Son and Sara and Basuma um, for for that period. So, you know, in an ideal world, you'd want to get it done earlier, not on the 30th of January. I think for me, I think for me, it's the it's the same positions really. It's we, we definitely need somebody else up front. I don't think we've seen enough of Valise so far to know what kind of role he can slash will play. I don't think you know, I don't think he was brought in with the intention of him coming in and playing straight in the first team. Um, but obviously, we've just kind of been short in that area. I, I still think we I still think we massively need to strengthen there. Absolutely, centre back. Centre back, prob- 
to be fair, it's probably the number one mm. because you see the impact that not having Van der Ven has had. For me, the two biggest two biggest differences this season have been Van der Ven and Madison. They've been absolutely critical to the way that we've played. And you can see it. Like in those last few games where we have suffered, the biggest problem we've had is not being able to break down the low block. That's what Madison was bringing. And being susceptible then to silly mistakes at the back because we play the high line. And that's where Van der Ven was incredible because he's like a magician or something. Suddenly he's just there. And like, you know, he's an absolutely incredible athlete. He He's perfectly kind of place to play, play that role um, of getting back quickly and, and just being strong and I think that's where we've, we've really seen without those two, we're, we're struggling to get the goals but also we're leaving ourselves way more open to when teams do get through us you know, we can't, we don't always have the people to kind of get back and, and stop that from turning into kind of stupid goal so it's a difficult one because with Madison, I think he, he's going to be coming back hopefully touch wood in the new year anyway. And he is another one of those like slight, like you say, unicorn players where it's not like many teams have more than one of that type of player generally in the team. We've just been unlucky again that we've lost him. So I think it's a very long winded way of saying, I think probably centre back and someone up front for me. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we just, like you said, it's that, isn't it? It's get them done early. Not don't save it to those last couple of days of January. Yeah, yeah, and we will, won't we? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It'll still be. Oh, we're still, we're still trying to do yeah. a deal for Eric Dyer. We can't. <laughs> no, know. just stop. I don't know. It's difficult. I'm, I really am trying to like suspend all my previous issues with Daniel and all of them, and just say, look, I'm, I am. I'm willing to see how it goes with this new system. If but for now, it's really is like actions, not words. Basically, so I, I need to, I need to see them backing this manager and being decisive and getting getting the right players in. And like you say, you know, again with that slightly better scouting, that's where you want to be able to unearth your destinies and players like that, rather than you know we never we are never, we just aren't ever going to be a player that are going out and spending you know hundred million on every player. We're not. You know, maybe we get one or two of those, but we've, we've got to get smarter at getting in your Van der Vens and those kind of those kind of players. But I don't know; it's hard in January, isn't it? Everyone always says it's, it's hard to do business in January, but we don't really have a choice, do we? Because we need them. We need, yeah, them. We need players. <laughs> before yeah. uh, before I bid you farewell, Laura, you. How are you feeling now? Is that because I think we've needed that? We've needed that Newcastle mm. win, right? It's nice to get a bit of revenge on them after them kind of decimating us at St James's Park last season. Are you seeing this as the launch pad to kick off the season again, or are you still just kind of taking it game by game? I don't know. I think I'm taking. I, I think this season is just going to be a weird one. It's a it's a game by game one because we've seen what can happen when we get, you know, the odd injury in the wrong place. But overall, I'm just, I just feel really positive about the whole, about the whole thing. It's, it's one of those where I think, you know, thank God we got the start we did because we've given ourselves a little bit of breathing room. Um, Cause if we had had a slow start and then had what we've had over the last few weeks, you know, then you'd be getting all the noise around, oh no, we're going to be in a relegation battle all about, you know, we've, it's mad that we've had probably one of the worst runs I've seen us have in a long time results wise. I've actually enjoyed the football and we're still in touch really with that kind of top crew. Like you say, no one's really running away with it this year. But I think for me, this season is always just going to be a, it's it's a start of it's a start of the project, isn't it? It's the kind of we are in that absolute embryonic phase of what what we could be, and I think having seen what having seen what Postacoglu can do with the sort of scraps basically he's had available so far, you just think, God, what could we be if he actually gets back? So he builds his squad, his squad, not a quarter of his squad and a mishmash of everyone else's. And he actually, yeah, gets backed by the by the leadership. I just think, you know, for me, I've, I've written this season off in terms of where we finish because I think I just don't think it matters so much this season. I think you've got to let you've got to let Ange work through 
his players, see what they can do. You know, it's learning for him as well, but good God, the difference he has made in a tiny amount of time. I just think, you know, what we could do next season, season after. Yeah, very, very exciting. I've not felt this excited about Tottenham for a long time. So very much on the big Ange train. And yeah, let's just see what happens. I don't think you can predict anything for the rest of the season. Would love to see us win the FA Cup though. So if we could have a go at that, that would be brilliant. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.